0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed.
1: What up you guys, uh, back again with the young person basketball podcast today. I have a very special guest, someone that needs no introduction, my brother number 1 pick, Paolo Bancaro, man. How you doing?
2: Doing good, brother. Appreciate you having me on here, yes man. Yes,
1: sir, man. We going to get straight into it. Uh I had a question that um I was thinking of. I didn't know your your middle name was Napoleon. Yeah, Napoleon
2: yeah. James actually. N- Napoleon
1: James. Yeah. How did that come about? Tell me the story if if you if you know why your middle name is that.
2: Yeah, I really don't have a a special story behind it. My um my mom's grandfather's name was James um so that's where that came from but napoleon that was pretty I, i'm not sure i gotta i gotta ask what that was it's about. definitely um, unique i got a regular one name yeah I got, I got two names though but you know not many people know that but the internet it's on my little wiki page i so, do my research yeah people people see that i, I do
1: my research for sure um obviously four pre, five preseason games in um how do you feel out there what's been your mindset going into the preseason fresh off, you know, a run at
2: Duke? Yeah. now nah, I feel good. Uh, like, just the game is so different from college. Right. And so, like, the first two was just me just getting used to it, getting my feet under me, um, and just trying to learn as much as I can. I feel like I've just learned, like, something new every single game. Right. Uh, you know, whether that's being patient or, you know, picking my spots or how to guard certain guys. Just getting more comfortable. Yeah, just getting more comfortable. Yeah. And so – uh preseason was really encouraging for me and for the team. So, you know, I'm excited.
1: No, for sure. Um, And then going back to you were just at Duke, number one pick. Uh, What was it like having that kind of stardom at Duke just in, like, your everyday life on campus? Like, was it different from, like, high school? Because, you know, in, like, high school, you're you're obviously, like, number one player in the country, you know, but you've known these people from all your life now going to Duke. And, like, there's people that are doctors, football players. Like, how is it with –
2: Everyone knowing the stardom that you have there. Yeah, it was way different. It was way different, bro. Like, like you said, in high school, you whatever you highly ranked, but everyone's known you since you were.
0: You yeah. Know, you grew up
2: there, so no one looks at you like you know this big right. superstar. Everybody just looked at me as you know Apollo. So I was able to, you know, high school. I'd go to the mall. I go eat anywhere. Like yeah, be good. anywhere. Yeah, like I'm good. Yeah. Like I'm good. I wouldn't have to. I wasn't ever getting bothered, or if I did, it was just you know somebody I knew. But going to Duke, it was just something totally different. Like, I mean, it was like you was a celebrity. You know, they treated you like you was like royalty there if you were on the basketball team. (laughs) You know, being in my position, being like the the highly touted player and, you know, the one who everybody knows, it was just kind of elevated even more. Um, It took a lot of getting used to, but it it helped me uh, just prepare for coming into the NBA. Did people ever stare at you in class? Like you walk into class and it was just like weird? Bro, bro, I, like... (laughs) It was almost like they treat you like and and I love Duke. By far. But yeah. it was like sometimes they feel like you was like a zoo animal or something, bro. Like <laughs> No,
1: nah, I, I know how like, you feel, bro. They would like
2: bro. on God in class, like you would see him over there like whispering about you, like staring at you. Just at know you. they're talking about you. I done caught people trying to record me. It's just
1: you. more it's just more of like you can just come up and say
2: what's up. Like yeah, I'm a no personal person. And I would person. tell like, people that, like I caught, I caught more than a few people trying to like sneak record me and I would just be like, Yo, like just come say what's up, bro. Like <laughs> what's your name? Like you ain't gotta try and catch me on camera. Right? Like you yeah. don't gotta do all that, bro. Like come in if you gonna do all that, just you might as well just come say what's up. So nah, for sure. Yeah, it took some getting used to though. What do you think the
1: hardest off court transition was from being like high school to college? And then hopefully when you come back on the COD podcast more, we can go to the NBA. You've yeah, been in there, but fact. the hardest transition off the court from high school to college,
2: I would just say um, everybody knowing you. Like yeah. like I said, being in Seattle, I, I was never never experienced that. I wasn't used to that. Um, but like going to Duke, and then even now, just everywhere I went in Durham, right? I mean, every if I went to a party Duke with my Legend. teammates, I mean, yeah, yeah, bro, it was just OD, honestly. Like, sometimes it'd be like, damn, like people, like I had a dorm room, right? And so at Duke, all the freshmen, um, they stay in like it's called Wilson's dorm, and you stay with other students, so you stay with girls, boys, just other Whatever, freshmen, yeah, yeah. So, like, eventually. I always try and be low key, like yeah. not going out a bunch, like just chilling, uh, trying to like just be low. But eventually, people found out like where I stay. I mean, yeah, they right. knew I stayed in Wilson, knew what my car looked like, but like they didn't know my dorm. But eventually, people found out, so people started like my classmates would start bringing like their families, like their brother, their sister, their mom and to dad you, to your room to my dorm, and like no knocking way. on my door, like it'd be like a Sunday morning, bro. And I get like a knock and i am be like, what? And I open my door. It's a mom, dad, their daughter who goes to Duke and like their little brother. Like, we just wanted to say hi. Oh, and I'm nah. like, I'm not oh, going no. to like, you. I'd be hot. Yeah, and I'm just like It's damn, not even that man. I don't
1: want to talk to you guys, nah, but like, like what? Bro,
2: there's pictures like people posting up in front of my dorm room, like, don't wake Paulo. Like it's just crazy stuff, bro. I nah, know, for sure. Yeah, it was a good experience though. Like, nah. I definitely enjoyed it.
1: What's what's I heard about a Duke's secret sneaker room? Like
2: Right. Oh, the, oh, the sneaker room, yeah, the vault. The vault. Yeah, what, yeah, what
1: they got up there?
2: Man, it's that's that's a special room, bro. I only been there one time. Like, they got the equipment room, yeah, in Cameron, and then they got like across the the not across campus, but like across like the building across from Cameron. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's underground. Like the old practice gym, yeah, is uh, I think under there. It's where the vault is, and they got. I mean. All the Duke kicks that you've seen growing up with right. guys wearing, like yeah. Kobe's, old LeBron's. I got all like those. Every PE's down there. All the old vintage Duke gears down there. Right. Like, just crazy stuff, man. So, I mean, I, I got my hands on a couple of uh, old PE's, though. You know, shout out Nolan Smith. He looked up. Yeah,
1: him. Nolan yeah. Smith. When I was getting recruited
2: by Duke, that was my guy. Yeah.
1: He was, uh, he was cool. And what what do you think made you choose Duke? Were you a guy that always grew up a Duke fan, like players from Duke at yeah. your position? Like, what was what was going
2: into that? I mean, I wouldn't say I was a Duke fan. Um, Really, the only college I ever cheered for growing up was Washington. I mean, both my parents went there. I went to a bunch of their games, football and basketball. Um, But actually, funny story is, like, my whole life I never had been to another university or college besides Washington. Yeah. And then, like, seventh grade, we uh, went to North Carolina for nationals. And Facts. so I got to visit Duke in North Carolina. So those were the first two schools I'd ever been to outside of Washington. Right. So, um, but yeah, I wouldn't say I was a, a Duke fan, but my my uh, my sister's goddad, my uncle Lee, uh, he was he's a diehard Duke fan. Like yeah, Since so i was been young, happy. When yeah. He so there. every Saturday Duke playing, he's there, tuned in. You know, cheering. So when I went to Duke, man, he couldn't he couldn't uh, hold, uh, keep himself under composure.
1: Facts. Now, nah, bringing up the. The whole Duke and UNC, you visited there first. I'm just wondering what it was like with Duke and UNC Final Four, Coach yeah. K's last game. Like, talk me through that for the people that don't know, like, what that experience is like. Because yeah. that, like, you're one of the players that's only like, you're one of the how many players on your team? Shoot, 15? 15 probably. Fifteen players that's ever gonna get to experience Coach K's last game coaching against North Carolina. Like, yeah. how was that?
2: Bro, it was like just, it was a circus, like, but you had to be locked in. There like, right. was so much going on. There was so on. much going yeah, on. Yeah. Like, so man. much coverage, so much media, so many interview questions, like, everybody, like, it's all they're talking about is is this game. But you gotta, like, stay locked in, and, I mean, it was, that was d- by far, like, by far. I done played in some big games, like, that was the most high pressure like game ever, like do or die type game, bro. And, yeah. and that game was just crazy because both teams was playing at like such a high level, like they was playing their asses off, like yeah. hands down and I mean, hands up to them for sure. But like every possession in that game like mattered. Like, right. I remember one part in that game and I still think about it cause it low key changed the game for us. And I think about it cause I, it was on me. I had just, we was up 28, 31, and uh, I came down, I hit a Beat three. like that. Yeah. You remember the, the exact Bro,
1: time, score, be like that. I hit a that. three
2: with like a minute, a minute 15 left in the first half. I hit a three to put us up six, right? This is before the half. They come down, They we get a stop. Yeah. So now we can go up eight, going into the half. Like it's a big possession. I get the ball, I go, and I just try and go like coast to coast, boom, I get ripped. They come down, three ball. They get a stop, three ball. So now they're down two, heading right. into halftime with momentum. Right. And then that just carried over. And I just think about that all the time. Like, what if I didn't try and do that and just yeah. slowed it down? And As hoopers, we man, always gonna think about man, that, bro. for sure.
1: You may start noticing there are strange tall boys of beer in the bottled water section of your local stores. Well, it's not beer. It's actually mountain spring water from the Alps and it's called liquid death. Why is this water called liquid death? Well, because it will brutally murder your thirst and their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. You know, the can looks great. You know, I like how they have the font. It's kind of like medieval time-ish. The designs of the can, I think is really nice. You know, I really do think it looks like a beer, you know, if you about a tall boy beer but you know it's actually something healthy for you it's water you know i really like it i like the design the can everything about it and you know one thing about this can uh it actually helps keep it freezing cold you know from a can it's way different from than a bottle remember that you can get liquid death at all the big retailers like amazon target albertson safeway 7-eleven or sprouts and can get free shipping on their crazy limited edition merch and apparel at liquiddeath.com slash young
0: For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I remember when we were
1: playing. You remember when we played in Minnesota together and we were on the USA? USA, yeah. And then we went to the Final Four. Yeah. I just because I didn't go to college, so I never experienced the Final Four or, like college basketball. I just remember going to watch. I think it was Auburn versus Virginia. Yep, we all and, went like, there. Like we all went, and it's like it's like almost the biggest basketball game you could play in. No, bro, like the Final Four is like a hundred thousand people. Bro. It's the biggest basketball game you could possibly play. in.
2: Bro, it's literally like the Superdome, bro. Like yeah, running out. Anymore. First of all, the the runout is a long, like super long runout. Like from the from the tunnel, the locker room to the court is like. Five hundred feet. Like, yeah. Super far. And then The court's elevated. So you gotta run up the stairs. You gotta and run like, stairs, yep. Bro, and the in the crowd is just like it's people. The, like, the people look this big like at the top. And it's just crazy seeing that. And it's super loud. It's nothing but blue in there, Duke blue, UNC blue. So man, I, that's something I'll never forget. I mean Yeah. Just looking at the even the pictures from the game, just seeing how many people was there is crazy.
1: Nah, facts. So then after that, leave Duke. Now you're in the draft process. Talk about your decision with agency, how all that went, and then leading up to being the number one pick.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, so the agency, that's a that was a big one, you know, because when we were a guy, you know, Mike Miller, and uh, not a lot of people, you know, really thought or expected me to do that. But, you know, I mean, Mike, me and Mike have known each other since he was at Memphis. Right. He, had, he had started recruiting me when uh, when he was coaching there and uh after that he just kept in touch with me always was checking in you know never nothing nothing too much but just checking in on me seeing what was up and then uh, after the college season he brought the agency stuff to me about you know talked about you know guys like you um that he had signed and uh just wanted me to look into it you know give him a look and uh shoot i did visits i visited them i visited three other agencies like met with them with my dad and um I mean, yeah, I made the decision to sign with Mike, man. I just felt like it was the best uh, decision for me. I think basketball wise, it was the best decision in terms of me getting better as a shooter, right, and just a player. And uh, you know, I, Mike Miller is the coolest guy. Yeah, man. for guys. So people dope. that I don't know, that's my dog. Like, yeah,
1: that's my dog yeah. too, man. Uh, nah, Mike's a Mike's a great guy, man. And then just as far as like when you went number one overall, because I remember the night of the draft, I was talking to one of the guys in our agency, and You were projected to go three, yeah, and then like I think like thirty minutes before the draft is when they were like, the magic are gonna take Paolo, and I'm like looking at on my phone. I'm actually in the gym working out while the draft party's going on upstairs, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on, like (laughs) man, like yeah, like talk us through that.
2: So that that was a wild week, bro, because like you said, whole draft process. I'm I'm thinking I'm going to Houston. Yeah, I mean I visited OKC in Houston. I didn't even right, visit Orlando. Right, you didn't Orlando even visit Orlando. Because, which is funny now because that's what every report was saying that, you know, Orlando wasn't really considering me, yada, yada, yada. But when I finally talked to Orlando, I only talked to them at the combine. And then yeah. when I finally got to talk to them during draft week, they were like, yo, like, that that was never the case. We, we've been heavily considering you. And like, you know, basically that the reports are false. Like, right. they, they are thinking about taking me. And so that kind of just changed my whole mindset, you know. I was just like, "Wow, you know, I'm thinking it's Houston, pretty much the whole time." And then, but even then though, you know, I thought they were just kind of doing their due diligence, you yeah. know, doing what they were supposed to. Because I actually hopped on a call to Sacramento too. They wanted to hop on a call. Oh, okay. So like I was just thinking, you know, it was type that type of vibe. But um, like you said, bro, I was backstage um at the draft, or oh, you you did you had COVID draft.
1: Yeah, I had a COVID drink, yeah. man. So I was basically, at the crib, yeah. man. So in
2: the green room, they take all the guys in the green room backstage for the introductions where you come out with your family. Right. And that's like 30 minutes before, 30, 40 minutes before. So I'm backstage with all the rest of the guys, and they got the TV going. And the TV's muted, but they got subtitles. And it's uh, NBA Today with Woj and all them up there, Kendrick Perkins. And I see my picture on there, and it says, like, Apollo Bancaro is like heavily in consideration now by the ma- like for the magic right. um, to go number one. What were you thinking right like now that I, moment? Bro, I literally, because I didn't have my phone. It was at the table. So I'm not even really looking at, I'm not looking at my phone. I don't know what, I'm still thinking like, you know, it's kind of up in the air. And then I tap my parents and I'm like, yo, look. And they see it and they're like, like wow. Like everybody's shocked. And so then we do the introductions and that kind of got my heart racing. Like, yeah. I was like, oh. Okay, now this is like getting real. So then I sit down at the table with Mike. He's already at the table. And he's like, "Hey man, like we got action." Like I ain't going to say it's for sure. It's like 30 minutes before, but we got action. Like be ready, you know. Yeah. And so as the time That's went so on, bro, it just kept building, kept building, and then Woj put out that tweet, the, the yeah. final tweet that the was like tweet. they locked in, like basically that they're they're leaning towards Paolo. And when Mike showed me that, or my dad showed me that, and I was like, okay, bro, this is, like, about to happen. This is crazy. And then all the cameras started coming to my table, and I was like, oh, man, bro. And then Mike showed me, like, the official text from uh, from the GM. And yeah. I was just like, damn, bro. And then right after, like, a minute after that, the commissioner came out.
1: He was like, yeah, this is, this is real. <laughs> bro, it's crazy. No, that's probably one of the dopest stories I heard, because, like, not a lot of people, like, I mean, like, not a lot of number one pictures solidified, like, you know, you've had Zion and everyone knew he was going number one exactly. and you had Braun, everyone knew, but like, not a lot of number one picks were solidified. So like learning like the process of how that actually come about, it's not, nah, So
2: it's like, it's just so quick. Like, yeah, I didn't even have time to think about it. Bro. Right. It
1: was just, I'm on stage. Next day I'm in Orlando. Like, wow, that's <laughs> crazy. Uh, and now that you're in Orlando, obviously you have vets, you got me, you got a bunch of
2: people, uh, as
1: far as rookie hazing, do you think you're going to get any of that this year?
2: Or man, is- nah, man. I feel like my vest is pretty cool, man. I mean... Obviously, they asked me to do anything, you know, bring some food for the plane. Bring I, know, I asked or whatever. you to yeah, yeah, yeah. get food the other day, yeah, and I and I came and through. You came
1: through. Yeah, and you came through. He went yeah. to Chick Fil A for me. That's what I'm saying. Right I don't before got, the plane, no he good. was a
2: little late to the plane, but and it was okay. yeah, it was an O D line. Chick Fil A was packed, but I stood in there. That
1: just means you got to just shower a little quicker, <laughs> a little,
2: a little <laughs> earlier, man.
1: But uh, no, nah, but we ain't gonna do too much. I mean, as far as us, we're all young anyways, so it's like That's I what what I'm got saying. T. Ross
2: really the only guy who like yeah. oh, he only I got over like,
1: 30 is not he yeah. yeah but I feel like obviously we're not gonna do a lot right now cause like start of the season like it was locked in and we, we got, locked in we got Caleb season.
2: yesterday though
1: oh blue yeah blue. <laughs> we made Caleb run out on the court the by himself fake. he that thought was he funny. was it's uh, he, gonna be you too one day uh, that's what I'm word. saying I'm
2: gonna get caught I know as long as it's not OD you know what I'm yeah, saying yeah
1: no, I don't see we've done we, we've we done uh, the what's it called
2: and you if know, y'all gonna put something in my car Please just make it the little styrofoam popcorn, not the real popcorn.
1: Yeah, nah, because the real popcorn,
2: they, yeah, the, yeah. the butter, the please, butter. Please don't yeah, do
1: that. Nah. Uh, well, I wouldn't do that. I'd probably just take the rims off your car. Um, but I mean, regardless, <laughs> nah. <messing> <laughs> regardless, not. Nah, uh as far as the rooks go with with rookie hazing, you know, as long as y'all do y'all part, man, man we, we should, ain't gonna mess with y'all yeah, for right? sure. So as far as probably like the the worst rookie, not rookie hazing that I did. It was actually just a prank as far it was on Chuma Um, because I had a I had a game that my brother went my brother was playing in and I had to go to and Chuma hid my keys from me. And I missed my brother's game. That was hot. Yeah. So That's cool, I got a bunch of sting bombs and I put them in his air vents. So like if a regular person just puts a sting bomb in his car, he's gonna find it, he's gonna take it out. It's still gonna smell bad. But he was trying to turn on the air conditioner to get the smell out not knowing that the stink bombs were in his air conditioning so every time he would turn the air on and try to get the smell out it was just a stink bomb
2: damn
1: so yeah that was that's what I did last year I've I've, it's really just me and Chuma I go back and forth with Chuma yeah y'all definitely I paintballed his car ooh uh, but I didn't shoot the paintball gun at his car because I probably left a dent. I just got the paintballs and threw them at his car. He had to get a really good detailed wash. Um, <laughs> hey, how funny, bro. That's
2: what i say. I don't even want no smoke, you know. <laughs> I'm just trying to get through this, do what I got to do, and then Not and I want be a rookie.
1: So, obviously, preseason over. We got the season coming up. There's, there's a game, and you know what I'm going to say? There's a game that is... I think that should be circling on my list, your list, the magic list, because you are a brother. You don't got to speak about what happened with DeJounte. You don't (laughs) got to. If you want to, you can. If not, it's fine. But uh, just tell me y'all's relationship before everyone saw the viral video, if you want to, after, and then how you're looking forward to that Atlanta game when, when you see him.
2: Yeah, man. I ain't gonna speak because we too got much on the, yeah, I'm not gonna speak too much on the on the situation that happened. Obviously right. everybody's seen it, you know. It is what it is. But uh nah, I mean, shoot. Like you said, Atlanta, in Atlanta. Yeah. They're shoot, that's their opening night. So I'm excited. We excited. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm that's be, that game. yeah, that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be that's gonna be spicy too. That's gonna be one of the yeah, ones yeah, for yeah. sure.
1: Nah, sure. I I like that. I like that. And then um, pregame routines. What kind of pregame routine you got? I ain't really seen you do too much. You just, yeah, you ain't had your jersey yeah, yesterday I'm,
2: before the game. is yeah. like,
1: Where your jersey at? P? He was like, it's right
2: here. Yeah, that's one thing I don't do. I don't wear my jersey in warm ups. I put it on, you know, right before the game starts. Why is that? Uh, really, bro, because I, I sweat too much, bro. Yeah, nah, don't so you lose I, like eight pounds a game nah, or something? Nah, what nah. was that report that came ESB out last and year? They jacked that, they jacked it, <laughs> they, <laughs> they, was, jacking they was jacking that, but I mean, it was like. It's like water weight, bro. Like, yeah, you know, you eat a bunch before the game and load up, and then you, yeah, you're after lose the game, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose weight, yeah. Yeah, so that's really what that was. I mean, I cramped in two games, so then everybody acted like it was the end of the world. But I ain't cramped since, you know. I just started drinking Pedialyte. <laughs>
1: yeah. As far as, you know, all that pregame routines, the game you got coming up, everything that's going on like you got a chance to like have like a social life like friends girlfriend yeah you probably ain't
2: got a girlfriend yeah no i ain't got a girlfriend man uh but yeah i mean i got friends um i really got two best friends that i that i rock with everywhere um those are my dogs um you know being around family you know i just try and be around people who i know is just 100 percent genuine yeah best interest and uh also bring something to the table you know they're not just Trying to just hang around, right? And just leech, leech somebody you know, that they, can they, they got can a motiv- they own motivation, you. you know. They bring something to the table for for me or they self, you know. They got something going for them, so that's just the type of people I try and keep myself around.
1: No, that's facts. And as far as just like friends being there for you, just keeping the circle small, especially the position we're both in, that's that's the best thing to do. Um, as far as DMs, what's the wildest DM you think you've gotten <laughs> after a game or it could be anything, like just this some wild DM that you've gotten,
2: uh, bro. It just be, you know. I mean, you know how it be. I got dudes mad at me for yeah. losing their parlay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, they no. Be no. Hot. Oh, no, 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 no. That was like a consistent. now that's they're hot, about especially that. in college. Like I'm getting hit on comments on my page, DMs, like, hey. I bet on you over 17 and a half points. Right. You better hit it. like Yeah, nah. I don't care. Y'all want to lose, but you better
1: get it. This that. one dude told me he was going to, like, next time I came to Chicago to play the Bulls, he was going to be right there and see yeah. me. I didn't, like, I, nah, I, bro. I think I missed a free throw, and now his family can't eat for, like, four weeks. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I'm genuinely sorry, bro. I did not nah, bro. This, bro. We
2: played in the Final Four, and I had 20 points, 10 rebounds. Yeah, and so I'm sick. We lost whatever. Dude's is crying. I'm sick. Like I still be thinking about that game. But anyway, I had 20 points, 10 rebounds. All my DMs are though are like, bro, thank you, bro. Like I bet on you. You're sick. Points points and rebounds. Like you got you hit both of them. Like I had like 50 DMs, bro, guys who bet that I would get like 17, like over 17, like over seven rebounds. Right. Bro. And they was just showing mad love because I hit. And you're and you're
1: pissed. Uh, And you're pissed because y'all lost the game. Yeah, bro, I'm
2: not even thinking about that. But, like, that's all I'm seeing on my social. And I'm just like, bro, y'all corny.
1: Right.